0: Rome by our heads, <clears throat> uh, Lord Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day that you blessed us with, Lord, and uh, thank you so much for getting every here, uh, everyone here safely, Lord, and uh, thank you so much for having us come into fellowship with you, Lord, um, and just thank you so much for your Son's sacrifice, Lord, with without the blood shed, Lord, we are not redeemed, but through you. We are redeemed, Lord, and we're so blessed for you coming to this earth, Lord. Again, I pray for, for Jake, and I pray for Zion, Lord, for you to show healing towards them, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
1: Last week, y'all, y'all filled out some, like, uh, edge cards for, for a door prize, right? Yeah, 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 for some of you. And I asked a couple qu- questions on there just to sort of see... What are groups doing outside of, of of the edge and sort of where you're at, so one of the things I asked was what what were your favorite top two TV shows so i've got a i have got I looked at them all I, I, I took some time and figured out what the top four are for the youth group, according to the survey from last week. so what do you think just don't don't don't, don't hit a slide here. I just want to go what what, what, what do you think is just the top ones just someone go, go ahead. The office, okay. Friends. Stranger Things. Stranger Things. What's that? River, 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 Riverdale. Okay. Anybody else? Y'all are awful close. Let's see what number four was. Num- number four is Friends. Number three, The Mandalorian. Number two, Stranger Things. And what's one? One. Number one is The Office, okay? Wow, I didn't know y'all were like, yes, I know I'm the best because that's what I picked. Yeah, so, so that's sort of what you watch. Um, <clears throat> be careful what you watch, though. Let me just say that. Uh, 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 just be careful. Okay, so uh, you also did top, top, top movies. So I pulled the top four movies out of the list. I'm not going to ask you to, um, to, to share it. Let's just sort of see. A num- a number four on the list was Elf. Elf was very, very loved in the survey. Uh, who here loves the the movie Elf? Who here, like, will use a quote from Elf, like, once a month at least, right? Okay, good, good, good. There's some of you. Awesome. All right. <laughs> Singing. Okay. Uh, number three was Star Wars. And now y'all put, a lot of times y'all put Star Wars, y'all didn't even, like, put which one it was, so I was just going with Star Wars, so that that had, and um, i throw you out of the youth group if we didn't have that in the top four okay so good very much the number two was lord of the rings return of the king it was actually the return of the king uh was the one that was mentioned that was number two we got a bunch of nerds in this place right so what do you think is the first one don't don't put it out there what do you think the first one is what do you think ken frozen Frozen. Avengers. avengers which one okay Endgame. you think Endgame could be it? Anybody else? Let's see. The n- number one was Endgame. Endgame was the number one film, so you sort of know. Now, what was wild? We had one card, or two cards, let's say that that were twins. The the two people on these cards put the exact same things for TV shows and mov- movies, which uh, and and they're not really they're not like like. Enemies, but they're not buds. So it was like, whoa! And so I don't think you'll be able to read out if you're close enough. Ben and my my Joe Walsh uh, had the Mandalorian and Star Wars: The Clone Wars for their t- t- TV shows, and Return of the King and Return of the Jedi exactly for their movies. Is that weird or what? Um, he's not here. He's homesick with the fever. We don't want Joe here. So, but hey, but you've got a twin, Ben. You've got a twin. Huh? Twin one. twin one. You're twin one? He's twin two? I will tell him that. So I just thought that was uh, not very important, but I just thought that was a weird fact of all the things. If I've got to look through all those stupid, I mean, those amazing things, then y'all get to learn some of the fun facts. The book of Daniel was written by? Daniel. Daniel. Very good. Uh, and it, Israel was o- overthrown and enslaved by who? Babylon or the Babylonians? Who who was their king? Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. How old were they? Were the young men when they were captured? Fifteen or sixteen. In chapter two, how old was he when we had the first dream that he interpreted? Eighteen or nineteen. How old was he in chapter four? Around fifty to fifty-five years old. So he he's he's been doing this for a long time now. Now we're in. That's chapter 4. In chapter 5, how old do you think he is? Like 82. 82 82-ish. 80 to 84. It could be a a little bit off here or there, but that's sort of roughly the age of this guy. So so he is um, still going strong at 82. Last week we talked about submission. Have you ever had a problem with submission within your life? There was a video that I had put together from last week. We didn't have time to show. It's just a recap. You know, kids have a problem with submission as well. Uh, And this was one, uh, and now some would go, this is a hot topic in our world today, so I'm not going pro or con with it. This is just what the news article was about. So don't think like, Brother Daniel was promoting this or not promoting this. Just take a look at this. I think it's interesting because kids are just like you
2: and me. Those parents agreeing to take part at an elementary school in St. Petersburg, Florida. Seven hidden cameras. And for half the kids, reinforcing that message with a teacher who shows them the NRA's Eddie Eagle tape, guiding them through the program.
0: Now stop,
2: don't touch, leave the area, tell an adult. Then the police come in with a gun safety class repeating the message and just listen to the children who have it down. Stop, don't touch, leave the area. Just a few days later, the police come in to place two real unloaded guns inside the classroom. The teacher running the experiment telling the children they're there for a memory test and that she has to go for a second, but that there's candy on the table. Ooh, Among the pairs good. of children, William and Griffin there, in their case, ten minutes Whoa, after this there is this One child looking down the barrel of the gun.. Oh, yeah. His friend about to do the same.
0: Wait, I'm just seeing this feel. God, see what the children do when they think no one's watching. Don't touch God. Even when their words say over and over, "Don't touch it," tell an adult. Stop! Don't touch. We've been told. I know.
2: Their bodies can't seem to resist. They look for bullets by staring right down the barrel of the gun. They reenact the movies, aiming at each other. They can learn the knowledge. They can They, they can sit down. We could ask them to repeat it, but we can't. do uh, I don't personally think that he's going to pick it up. I, he'll probably want to see it, because that's the type of child that he is. He's inquisitive. It's time to find out. Hidden cameras are in place. Where's It took just 15 seconds. Uh Uh-oh. Dominic starts to walk towards the door, but then comes back, the gun still in his hand. Picks it up. Is he going to put it back? He puts it back, but it only takes seconds before it's in the hands of another child. Not only does this young boy pick up the gun, he points it right at this little girl. Right Oh Shh.
1: You know they have found out that they, they, can, they, they teach kids a lot, and these, a lot of these kids were told, "Hey, make sure if you find a gun, and the parents have talked to the kid don't mess with it they 've learned these things, and what occurs when a gun's there and no one 's around they think, and don't we do this, the same thing it 's hard to be. Uh, hard to, to live under, uh, to submit under authority around us. It's just, it's, there's an innate part of us that wants to go, oh, I know I know better. I think I know better. So even in those kids, don't forget. So we, we talked about, uh, who who's the king we've talked about a lot in the story? Is he a good king or a, ba- a bad king? I mean, he's done a lot of bad things. Does God just go one bad thing and you're dead? No, God, chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4, He does things sort of against God, against the people of God, and God gives him a chance. God shows him how big he is. God shows him who he is, that he's in charge, and that the king is not. And the king goes, oh, your God is so great. And then all of a sudden, he goes back to doing something dumb again, and he does it. So we ended up in the end of of chapter 4, where God lets this king act like a beast for seven years. He makes him go insane. He's in in the wild for seven years. He eats grass. And uh, he doesn't rule at all. And at the end of that time, he turns his head to heaven. He proclaims the greatness of God because he understands that he did not get to his position on his own, that God is the one who put him there. Uh, and we see uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a poetic psalm that it, this, this, this pagan king writes about who God is. Amazing thing in, ch- in chapter 4. So we're talking about sub- submission. So um, we're going to talk about something even even more fun this week. Are you ready? Yes? Sort of? No. Some of you are like, impress me. Impress me. Okay. I probably won't. Um, uh, we, we've talked a lot about how God is patient and loving. That's what we've seen throughout two, three, and four. That God could have, could have wiped out those that were doing wrong like that, but he doesn't. He gives them chance after chance after chance. But um, we've got to understand this sin is ser- serious and it brings ju- 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 judgment. Sin is serious. And it brings judgment and that's what we're going to see in chapter 5 let's say in a hypoth- hypothetical life this is not your life this is just let's say you're you're in this life and and in 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 this this fake life um, that's sort of real to you your very best friend or your your parents are murdered okay you're like gosh pastor dan this is this is depressing um and the good news is that the the killer with the with the way that the the ring doorbell and and cam, cameras in the in the home, they they've caught the killer on tape. They know who he is without a shadow of a doubt, and so they find this guy. They catch this guy. He goes to court because he's like not guilty. And you're like, I'm I was like, how can you be not guilty when they've got you on video and and you're saying you're doing the? But he says not guilty. So you go to court. You're in the courtroom, and and you want justice, right? If your friend was killed or your parents were killed, do you want justice or not? I I do. You hurt someone of mine, I want you, you ought to pay something for that. That is, You're not allowed to do that. So you go to court, and so the judge goes, and he hears the case, and the, the evidence points that this guy is guilty, guilty, guilty. And it gets time for, for the judge to proclaim him guilty or innocent, and the judge goes, you know, I've sat here for... For two weeks now, and I've heard you all talk, and I've, I've seen this man who, who committed, clearly committed the crime, uh, but as he sat there, uh, he sm- smiled at me a few times. He seems like sort of a nice guy. So, uh, sir, are, are you a nice guy? And the guy goes, yeah, I'm nice. I'm really nice. And the judge goes, that's what I thought. And because of that, uh, you're not going to do this again, right, sir? And the guy goes, oh, no, sir, I won't do this again at all. And the judge goes, good, perfect. Uh, So I'm just going to let this guy go free, and um, uh, the case is dismissed. How would you feel? Happy? Would you be ticked? Angry? Or not emotional at all like you are right now, like you're you're asleep? You'd be mad, right? You'd be furiously mad. You'd be going after the guy yourself, I bet, to some extent. What would you think of that judge? Is he a good judge? Why is he not a good judge? But wait a second. He just did a very, what we would say, a very good and nice thing to this guy that committed. He did a very good thing to him, right? He did something wrong. Why do we think God is not a good God because he's just? Because he's got to. God, as as a good judge, and God is a good judge, he's got, there's got to be a payment for sin. If he was just like, oh, it's okay, I'm just going to let, we, we always go, well, why didn't he just let us off, let the, you know, and just, just forgive everybody because a good judge, there's a, a payment for the penalty that you do. And a good judge won't let you off. God is a good judge. He wouldn't be a good judge besides that. I've got a story to share, and this is a story that I will share, and I will tell you this. You are not allowed to do this. Ever, do we understand? Yes, okay. Sometimes I, I share stories, and sometimes they're blatant stories. And um, this is one when I was in the ninth grade, and I, I didn't become a believer in Jesus until the twelfth grade. Going into the twelfth grade, so I was I was a lost punk kid, good kid because I stuttered, and you can't be tough and, and stutter. So yeah, I was still a pretty good kid. And I'm walking home from the, bu- the bus stop. Right? Anybody here ever walk home from the bus stop? And our our stop was about a mile away from the house. I'm walking, I'm like 300 yards in front of my sister, who's the meanest snake in the world back in that time, meaner than me. And so she's in the 12th grade. I'm walking way ahead of her. I hear a truck stop way back behind me, and it's my dad. He's picking her up. And as she gets in the truck, they go by me, and my dad just goes right on by me. And I'm like, (gasps) ugh. And so without even thinking don't you ever do this I flipped my dad off I gave him I mean I mean and I'm not going to do it cuz I don't I've not done that long but I flipped him off okay and I was not even thinking and all of a sudden his brakes locked up on his truck cuz in the rear view mirror he could see me and I remember I see it stopping and it's like I'm an out of body experience I'm looking at this stupid kid with his Arm raised up in the wrong way, and he backs the truck up, and I'm put my arm down, and he backs the truck up where the tailgate's right up against me. What do you do at that moment? You you urinate all of yourself. I mean, no. Um, and and so all my dad does is he he um, puts his head out the truck and said something wrong with your finger, boy. And I went, oh yes, sir, yes, sir. I hate when it does that. I hate when it does. That. And he said, "Get in the back of the truck." Yes, sir. I get in the truck. We pull in. I've heard the story. Of my my sister's begging him not to kill me when we get home. He gets out of the truck and says, "Meet me at the shop, four o'clock, Friday." It's Monday. At 3.45 right then at that moment, I had like four days where I knew that judgment was coming. And I paid a little price for it. But the wait was almost much worse than the day that it came. Have you ever had that? You knew something's coming? Oh, no. And yet that is just killing you inside. And so, of course, a kid tries to be as good as they can. All along. So hey, you're never allowed to do what Pastor Dan did when he was a lost person and way back then, okay? You what know, well, mom, Pastor Dan did it? Don't do that, please. All right. Are we ready to get in our text today? Yes, and the whole point of and if I could give a title to this is this. Judgment's com- coming. Judgment's coming. Not that you've got to be scared of it, but you need to be aware of it that it's coming. So uh, Seamus is going to come up here and read for me from Daniel ch- chapter 5. We're going to just sort of read together verses 1 through 9. Uh, and so uh, I don't know if we have a microphone. Yeah, we grab, grab that one. So if you can stand with me, we're going to stand in honor of God's word. D- D- Daniel ch- chapter 5 verses 1 through 9. Follow <laughs> along on the screen or in your own
0: Bible. King Belshazzar gave a, uh, excuse me, gave a great banquet for thousands of his nobles and drank wine with them. While Belshazzar was drinking his wine, he gave orders to bring in the, goble, the gold and silver goblets that Nebuchadnezzar, his father, had taken from the temple in Jerusalem, so that the king and his nobles, his wives, and his concubines might drink from them. So they brought in the gold goblets that they have taken from the temple of God in Jerusalem. And the king and his nobles, his wives, and his concubines drank from them. As they drank the wine, they praised the gods of gold and silver, bronze, iron, wood, and stone. Suddenly, the finger of a human hand appeared and wrote on the plaster of the wall near the lampstand in the royal palace. The king watched the hand as it wrote. He, his face turned pale And he was so frightened that his legs became weak and his knees were locking. The king summoned the enchanters, astrologers, and diviners. Then he said to these wise men of Babylon, Whoever reads this writing and tells me what it means will be clothed in purple and have a gold chain placed around his neck, and he will be made the third highest ruler in the kingdom. Then all the king's wise men came in, and they could not read the writing or tell, what the king, tell the king what it meant. So King Belshazzar became very even more terrified, and his face grew more pale. His nobles were baffled.
1: All right, let's pray that one more time. Dear God, we thank you for your word. God, we invite you in this place. We need you here uh, to speak to us, just to reveal your truth to us. And, Lord, may we be um, believers who follow you, who, f- who fear you and respect you in the right way. Uh, and God, may we appoint others to you in the, every chance that we get. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, have a seat. <clears throat> There's some, you know, w- one thing that's interesting. It's amazing how if you read uh, different guys that were were um, greats of the faith in the 1600s and the 1700s and the 1800s. I don't have their names, but they wrote, the way they wrote about God, when you read it, it's like, It's incredible. It's so passionate and full of color and depth. We don't really see much of that um, nowadays. But as I've read these stories, I've gone to paintings of um, some Rembrandts, is what we're going to look at for a second, and a guy named um, John Martin, who you may not have heard of. But they they paint these stories. They've heard these stories. One was painted in like uh, 1630, and one was painted in 1820-ish. And uh, so, but they give you a scope of what the story's about. So, but let, let me start it. The king is ha- ha- having a feast. Now, when we see this in our head, he is in a room like this, but a b- b- bunch of his buds, they've got the, 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 the brew, they've got the wine. Uh, he says, hey, you know what? I've got some really nice stuff that can hold this. And it's from where we took over the israelite so let's go use their stuff that they use for their god and we'll drink out of that and we'll use this to praise our gods who are made of stone iron wood and he didn't say that but that's what they that's sort of what they did here's a picture of rembrandt from 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 1630 that was his interpretation of the story that's of course the king there and um uh, there 's one of the, the the vessels that sort of they used to the things of God uh, and they they misused the things of god uh, and we see the hand with the writing on the wall the the hand there is and it's, the story is clear is god god is is is, is, is now i don 't know how he did it i don 't know if it just it seems to say there was a floating hand that in in the plaster of the wall so that 's hard it carved this writing into the wall, which they couldn 't tell what it meant so that 's Rembrandt here's one by a guy named John Martin that i I, I looked at, and I would in- encourage it at the end of the edge to, did, did that work or no? you know I had it it was going weird before. Gosh, that's a good picture too. Try, try it one more time. Well, you won't get to see this picture. There's some more of him from later, but it's a huge scoping scene, and um, that just messes me all up. Uh it's, it's just a, a huge scene where it's not just a small room like this, but it, our our church grounds wouldn't fit on how big this part, party was and how rich it was. And, and it shows D- D- Daniel in the middle, and he's pointing to the words because he's, he's telling them what the words mean that are on the wall, and they're huge. And the king is back here with all his crew, and they're all looking terrified because something was going wrong, and they weren't in control at this moment. So it gives a hot... A lot more, um, a lot more um, picture, I think, or, or really true sense of what the story is about. But this is this, the first point. Okay, God's honor is not a game. Okay, God's honor is not a game. We, we sometimes act like, in in the world we live in, it is a game. I mean, how many uh, TV shows do you hear God's name used in vain? Or movies. It used to be only in movies way, way back, and then it sort of found its way. Now it's almost in every TV show that you have around school, or around your friends, or at workplaces or whatever. How often is God's name just, just thrown around? And Jesus is given a middle name that he doesn't have. I mean, they're just it's just sort of misused, it's abused. And, and I just want to remind you God's honor isn't a game because God is a judge, He's loving, but He's also just so don't don't miss that now um so they get to this point and we're not going to read through this because there's a lot of text to read but the queen goes hey wait a second and she she says to him hey there's this one guy that could interpret dreams and his name is and we've heard this like two times before he he's already been when no one else could in, interpret what was going on he did because god gave him the ability in de- Daniel chapter 1, verse 17-ish. Uh, and so, so if you look at this, so he, he comes in the scene, verse 17, and this is what he says. He, he says before the, the, the king, "...let your gifts be for yourselves and give your rewards to, to another. Nevertheless, I will read the writing to the king and make known to him the interpretation." The last time he came to a king with bad news, it said that he was alarmed and a little bit scared to tell him what the truth was. He's an 82-year-old man at this point, and he doesn't care. He's just going to speak his mind. Have you ever met an old man that just speaks his mind? Dude, they will just tell it. And so it seems like from the text, he's just like, well, king, you're toast. I mean, this is sort of what, what he says to him. Um, and he says, because of the... Um, o king, the, the, verse 18, the most high God gave ne, ne, Nebuchadnezzar, your father, kingship and greatness and glory and ma- majesty. And because of the gr- greatness that he gave him, that God gave him, uh, all peoples, nations, and l- languages trembled and feared before him. Whom he would, he killed, and whom he would, he kept alive. Whom he would, he raised up, and whom he would, he hum- humbled. So th- those were some of the bad things that th- this this king did. But, but when his heart was lifted up and his spirit was hardened so that he dealt proudly, he was brought down from his king, 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 kingly throne, and his glory was t- taken away from him. Then verse 21 it talks about how he was thrown into the field. He became a beast for seven seasons, and he ate like a beast and lived like a beast. So that God brought him down. Why did God br- bring him down? God brought him down to really to try to, p- to pick him up. To get him to look up to God. And don't forget our point from last week, and this one was the most important, I think, point from last week that I gave is God disciplines those He loves. Why do we have discipline in our lives? It's because you're loved. Why does a parent discipline a child? Well, that stove's hot, and if you, you touch it enough, it will scar your hand for good, or even make it where your hand will not work right because you have burnt it too badly. So a parent disciplines who he loves. God does the same thing. In verse two. 22, this is what Daniel says to Belshazzar. He says, and you, his son, Belshazzar, have not humbled your heart, though you knew all this. He says, hey, you knew all this. You saw your father, the king, and what he did wrong, and how he turned to God, and what God did. You saw this. You knew it all. But you have lifted up yourself against the Lord of heaven, and the vessels of his house have been brought in before you. And you and your lords, your wives, your concubines have drunk wine from them, and you have praised the gods of silver and gold and bronze, iron, wood, and stone, which do not see or hear or know. You praise these things that are, that are nothing. There, But the God in whose hand is your breath and whose are all, all your ways, you have not honored. We've got to honor God. Your life has to be about honoring God. And there's two errors that Belshazzar does that brings the judgment of God on him, okay? First things, he sins against God by this, knowing all that God has done before him and not learning from it. Do you understand? Um, you are responsible for the lessons you have learned and seen in others. Things that you are taught in scripture, even in the edge or among friends, or how you've seen friends go up or down and seen how God's moved. That holds you accountable for things that you've learned. he's account, account, accountable like, he didn't do all those things, nobody saw it all. He should have learned those things. and then it says that he used the vessels of God for his own party and purposes why? Because he was bigger than God. He was better than God. so the the lesson one is you're responsible for the lessons you've seen and heard two is you are responsible for your own actions, and it's sort of the, the deal you play, you pay. And you've got to understand, do I believe that God is who he says he is? Because if I believe God is who he says he is, it is going to change the way that I live my life. And it will not look like the world or the way the world looks. So, Bel- Belshazzar in verse tw- tw- 24, we find out what was written on, on the wall. Uh, then in verse 24 it says, Then from his per- per- presence the hand was sent, and this writing was inscribed. And this is the, r- the writing that was inscribe or mine mine tikel parson, which this is the interpretation of the of the matter Mine God has numbered the days of your kingdom and brought it to an end. Tikel, you have been weighed in the balance and found wanting or found short you found not to be enough parson or perez, your kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and the per 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 per, per. Persian. So, he, what he tells, says is, and it, what was written on the wall wasn't "mine, mine, Tiko Pergen." He interpreted it because they would know what "mine, mine, Tina Pergen" was. It was er, er, Aramaic, the, the language of the day. But he interpreted that was what it said, and that's all uh, um, uh, uh, dealing with money. Uh, mine, "Mine, is an amount of money. That's why it says your days are are numbered. T-Cal is a, another word they think for she- shekel, which when they first used to use that, a, sh- a shekel weighed 11 grams. So it was it was based upon its weight, and they would tell if it was fake or not by putting it on a scale. And if it didn't weigh right, it was fake and made of hard clay or something else. It wasn't made of the metal it was supposed to be made of. So when he says, Mina, your days are, 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 are numbered. They knew it was dealing with money. The she- shekel, he says... That you have been weighed because why they would weigh, weigh those things to see if they were fake or not he says you've been weighed and you've found to be fake you found to be not enough and then parson or or a form of that word is means a uh, half of a, mi- a mine. and that 's why he goes, well, your kingdom's been di- 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 divided split in half, and it 's it's, it's given over to the Medes and the Persians now what 's amazing about this this king, or not the king, but Daniel 8, eighty-two bold as can be. Hey, um, your days have come to an end. Uh, you you've, you've been been checked out, and you're not good enough, and you're not going to be good enough, and you're about to lose everything. Your kingdom, this great one that you have ruled over, is about to be split up and gone forever. That's what he says to him. Then twenty-nine. Belshazzar gave the command not to kill Daniel because some kings, you think they might lose their heads at that point. Uh, and and Daniel was clothed with the purple, with, with 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 purple, which meant that he was deemed as as royal. Uh, a chain of gold was put around his neck, and a proclamation was made about him that he should be the third ruler in the kingdom, just like the king had said. That very night, Belshazzar, Belshazzar, the the Chal- Chaldean king, was killed, and Darius the Mede received the king. Kingdom being about 62 years old. That's pretty harsh. Isn't, isn't it harsh? But God's, honoring God isn't something that we can play around with. We, we act like, oh, but a loving God, a loving God wouldn't do that. But if he's a just God, a, a good judge, if he's a good judge, he's going to judge sin. And there is a payment for sin. So don't go, I don't see how God's good. No, he's a good judge. He's a righteous judge. does what is right. Even when we do stuff that is wrong. You know, I couldn't help but but notice that in the, in the Bible, Romans three twenty three. and y'all know this, a lot of you do, it says uh, we, all, we all sin and fall short of the glory of God, right? We, we all sin and come short of the, the, the glory. The Greek word for, for sin is hamartia, which means miss the mark. It's like someone with a bow that's shooting for a bullseye, and they totally miss the whole, the whole thing in a comp, 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 competition. So when it says that we sin, it means that we miss the mark, or if we were to be weighed, we would be found wanting or not enough. You'll, you'll see the connection there? Um, just as the king was weighed and found insufficient, uh, you and I, apart from Christ, are weighed and found to be not enough. And the wages the result of sin what we earn from sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through jesus christ that that is that's. so the question is have you placed your faith in in Jesus Christ? see he lived a life without sin while we chose to be to 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 sin he lived a life without sin was sacrificed on a cross as a sacrifice for our sins so that we could be in right really, be relationship with God and our sins could be forgiven because we can't fix our good deeds on our own. We can't do it with our, our good deeds. We can't fix our sin on our own. Only he can do that. But you got to be in right relationship with Christ. Um, there's a, a few more paintings right here. I just sort, sort, sort of want to show of the same guy, John Martin. I think these two will work. Uh, and this, is, this is his depiction of Sodom and Gomorrah. Gam- Gam- uh, it's a It's a story in the Bible where there was a whole city that had turned its back on God and was doing things that were totally against God and mocked him and all this and so god God got lot and hit his family out and it says that that hail and brimstone and fire came and destroyed the city i don't know if if you look at that but it it's it's a it's a it's a graphic depiction of the judgment of God why because sin is is dangerous sin is deadly and it's got to be dealt with okay it's got to be dealt here's one more shot that he has uh and this is called the great day of judgment uh or uh, the great day of his wrath which is, is god's judgment and if you see there's there's cities like this is like cities right here as it's just caving caving in on each other he did very strong um Depictions. And I just want to say God's judgment isn't something to be mocked or taken a lot lightly. Don't don't miss it. It's it's serious. Uh, but this is the good news to those who place their faith in Jesus. To them, he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe on his name. This judgment is is real, but God made a way, and it was at great cost to him. For the first time ever, the son God the Father and the Son, Jesus Christ, were se- separated and apart so that we could be put in right relationship with God for those who put their faith in Him. What do you have to do? You've got to believe. You've got to put your faith in Christ. You've got to turn from from your sin. Uh, I hope you have, a, or I hope you will. Let, let's pray pray together. Dear God, I thank you so much for tonight. Just a chance to talk about um, judgment, a uh, 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 word. Uh, that, that, that's hard to hear um, but God's sin is nasty it, it destroys the Lord's sin, brings disease it brings death, it brings hurt and God is uh, and, and it works, works to, to help to get rid of sin and he did it through his son Jesus Lord may we believe in, may we put our faith in Jesus, may we trust in him may we turn away from sin may we choose to do what is right and run away from what is wrong. May we be a light for a world that needs to see you. For it's in Jesus' name I pray.